Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. If you're a leader with managers reporting to you, I want to ask you a few questions to ask yourself. Does your leadership team work seamlessly together? Are they focused and organized? Do they function well or fight each other? Do they communicate effectively or are they cloaked with confusion? Do they make decisions efficiently and effectively? Are they hiring, training, and keeping the best talent? If someone leaves, do you have an A player waiting on the bench? Well, if you can't answer yes to all the above, then perhaps I can help you and your team. I help leadership teams work together harmoniously and achieve greater business results. If you want a a free assessment and a discussion, just email me, steve at managermojo.com. Tell me you'd like to, to chat for a little bit and we'll schedule a call. Thank you. That's steve at managermojo.com. Welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here, and I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest today, Colleen DeBase. Colleen is a business journalist and author who's devoted the bulk of her career to covering entrepreneurship and small business issues. We're going to talk today about her new book called Start a Successful Business, Expert Advice to Take Your Startup from Idea to Empire. Currently, she's not only an author, she's also a contributing editor at Inc. Magazine. She served as a small business editor of the Wall Street Journal and as editor of, at Entrepreneur Business Week and Smart Money. Uh, she's an entrepreneur herself and has been interviewed on MSNBC, Fox Business News, CNBC, CBS, NPR. I think you get the idea. She gets around. And she not only uh, does all of this stuff, she's a very highly educated lady with a master's in uh, journalism from Northwestern and a bachelor's from St. Lawrence University. She currently lives in East Hampton, New York with her husband and identical twin daughters. Colleen, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Manager Mojo Show. Hey, it's nice to be here. I I like that line about how I get around. I'm not sure how to take it, but I I think it was meant positively. Well, as a mother of identical twin daughters, if you don't get around, uh, you'll learn what that means shortly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. For sure. My oldest daughter uh, has uh, twin daughters as well. Uh, And so when I say uh, ladies get around, I think I kind of know. I've watched what happens. So uh, you have your hands full. Well, Colleen, it's it's great to talk to you today, and I I look forward to sharing your book because on our show, we have an awful lot of people that are in management and leadership. Uh, We have people constantly looking at maybe starting their own business, so I'm looking forward to talking about your book. But before we do that, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing you've been up to lately outside of work? (laughs) 
Well, um, outside of work. So over the weekend, I went to this crazy uh, family-friendly event uh, outdoors in Montauk, New York, which is at the tip of Long Island. And uh, it's freezing cold weather here right now. <laughs> and uh, this event we went to, it was sort of like an afternoon outdoor theater event. And it's called Zima, which is the Polish word for winter. And it's designed to get people outside. And we were on this, in this beautiful park that's on this hilltop overlooking uh, the ocean and Montauk. And uh, there, was, there were these very committed actors and very cold actors, too, I might add, uh, <laughs> doing these little vignettes all around the park. And so we were walking around with our girls and uh, and. And each vignette, they kind of gave you a little clue to a riddle that you figured out at the end. And um, <clears throat> when we first got there, I was very close to getting back into the car because there was a cold wind blowing. But it was really fun. I'm glad we did it. It got us outside of our comfort zone. It got us outside of our warm house. And uh, we actually enjoyed enjoyed it and enjoyed the winter, too. So, so that, that's what I've been up to. <laughs> well, uh, you have my complete and total admiration. I've been uh, in Montauk. I know how pretty it is in the summer. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm, I actually live in Phoenix, so I can assure you oh. that I'm a complete and total wimp being outside in the cold. Forget <laughs> it. It was 81 degrees yeah. here over the weekend. So uh, oh my gosh. It, a little bit different to uh, get outside and enjoy the weather here. But uh, yeah. Colleen, uh, it, it, it's so good to talk to you. And, and you wrote this book uh, for entrepreneurs called Start a Successful yeah. Business. Uh, I, I'd like to... To, if you don't mind, let's start with sharing with our listeners. You've done an awful lot of work with entrepreneurs, and you've covered small business issues with Inc. Magazine. And I know that served as a foundation for your book, but what was the inspiration behind the idea to create a, a book that helps people get started? Sure. Well, you know, one of the things we wanted to do is this. So at, at Inc., and uh, Inc., of course, is Inc. Magazine, and some of your listeners might be familiar with it. We write if, about If you're not, leaders. shame on you. If you're not, shame <laughs> on you. You should know Inc. Magazine. <laughs> well, you know, thank you. I like that. Um, so we talk to a lot of successful entrepreneurs. We talk to entrepreneurs, actually, at all different stages of running their business. And so for this book... One of the thoughts was, let's take a look at all of these different people we've interviewed, and let's see if we can come up with some trends or patterns, especially when it comes to starting a business. You know, is there anything that sort of unites, uh, any common sense stuff that sort of unites all these people who have gone out there, come up with an idea, and then made it, you know, the next big thing that, you know, that have made it a household name. Let's, let's take a look and see if we can find anything. So that was sort of the thinking um, as uh, I approached the book. Very cool. And, yeah. uh, you know, when you look at Inc., I mean, for those of us uh, like me that have uh, really, I mean, I go way back with, with Inc. I'm very familiar with the magazine. And uh, I always enjoy the, the different uh, clips from uh, comments about different entrepreneurs. But uh, I, I like the fact that uh, you start real simply. You just say the first thing, you got to come up with a brilliant idea. And yeah. so many times people, <laughs> they think their idea is brilliant, but they don't really know, do they? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
guess not. Uh, it, it can be brilliant in your own mind. Uh, That's but, where most you know, of us live. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I, I've had quite a few brilliant ideas. But, you know, what we, yeah, that, that's really the first thing you need to do. And, and to come up with a brilliant idea, what, what we have noticed in talking to so many successful entrepreneurs is that so many of them were motivated to start a business basically, and this is really, really simple, to, to solve a personal pain point or some sort of frustration that they were having. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason, they wanted something and it wasn't on the market. It wasn't available. So they thought, you know what, I, I should go out there and do it. Um, one example is um, the guy who started Mint, Mint.com, which is a personal finance uh, management tool. He, and his name is Aaron Patzer, he came up with the idea because he was struggling trying to manage his own finances. And he thought, you know what, I, there's got to be a way I can do this online. I can, you know, there's something, there's got to be something I can create that will make this easier for me. And so he created Mint.com. He wound up selling it to Intuit. So he was um, pretty successful at, at doing that. Um, another fun example that's in the book is Sarah Blakely, who, um, who's a woman who had years ago, she bought a pair of white pants. She did not like how she looked in those pants. She decided to come up with an undergarment that would make her look better. It's called Banks, and she is now a billionaire. So it, it, in her case, it really was a brilliant idea. Well, no question about it. I mean, not many of us would think, my goodness, there's a billion dollars in our underwear, but you know, it works. Uh, that's what makes America great. And, and I just want to point out to all of our listeners, I mean, there's never been a better time in, in my view uh, to step out and create your dream and to be an entrepreneur, uh, especially now that uh, Congress had lo- has lowered the uh, tax rate from 35 to 21 percent. I think that it's just a really good time if you really are made for this type of thing. But what I found is that a lot of people wind up and they got their great idea. Uh, they kind of have an idea how to organize it, but they forget this thing called funding. How are you going to pay for yourself? And uh, you even talk a little bit about that. So why don't you share a couple of tips for people with sure. regard to funding. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you, if you forget about funding, you'll be reminded about it uh, really quickly. <laughs> uh, especially if you do something crazy, like quit your day job to start your uh, uh, small business, which a lot of people do. Uh, but, yeah, um, you know, one of the biggest reasons that, you know, we all know that small businesses do have a um, um, a high failure rate in, in the first few years. And one of the reasons why it is so difficult for small businesses to make it um, past, say, year three is because of finances. And some small businesses are undercapitalized, which is just a fancy way to say that there isn't enough money coming in to pay for the business and also maybe to pay for the entrepreneur, um, uh, the entrepreneur's own living expenses. So um, when you're starting out, basically, first and foremost, the biggest source of funding is going to be you, uh, yourself, your bank account. Um, Hopefully, you've got something in savings. If you don't, I don't recommend starting a business because you really need to have some money in the bank. Um, If you don't, um, the, the, the next place 
almost everyone turns to is um, family and friends. It's mm-hmm. sometimes called love. It's sometimes called love money because it's only people who love you who are going to uh, support you at this stage. <laughs> um, it, it, it's certainly not, you know, banks, especially in the very, very early stages, a bank is not going to take a chance on you. An investor is probably not going to take a chance on you at the, at the earliest stage. So you really need to have your own money or friends or family helping you out so that you can um, at least get a bit of a track record. And, and once you have a track record, once you, have, you know, once you start selling, um, then some more opportunities open up for you, including SBA loans, which are um, it's a type of loan that's guaranteed by the government, so, which makes it more attractive for, um, for banks to loan you money. Um, if you're a high growth company, once you have a track record, you might be able to get investors, um, like angel investors who are high net worth individuals, you might be able to get angels, uh, interested in investing in your startup. Um, one other thing just to mention, because it's a little bit of a buzzword and we hear a lot about, about it these days, these days, but crowdfunding, which, um, is also something that someone in the early stages might want to try. That's where you, Basically, um, you launch a campaign on a site like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, and you talk about what you are, what great product or service you're going to be uh, making, and you get people who are your future customers, basically, to invest in you, to give you a small amount of money, and um, in return for you know uh, some sort of token gift that you will give to them, um, you know, could be that product that you're going to make. Um, you basically say, if you give me this money and I can raise a whole bunch of money this way, then I will turn around and send you one of my products once I once I have all the all the cash to build it. So that is um, sort of a, uh, a route that some people take, and something that really wasn't available like maybe ten years ago. So I like to mention that one as well. Well, I think those are all very good, and uh, it, certainly those there are sources for money. Uh, however, I, I'd like to point out that in this day and age uh, where Shark Tank is so well known and so popular, everybody yeah. thinks that it's just so easy to go get one of these people to throw money at you. And I got to tell you, uh, you're going to starve if that's what you think. Uh, it, it Very, very yeah. few people get funded that way. And don't forget, you need to eat just like anybody else. So you've got to exactly. be able to prepare the money part uh, in advance, or else, even though you may have a great idea, it dies on the vine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, the uh, the people who can raise money through through investors. Um, you know, that's such a small, small percentage of of most small businesses in, in this country. It yeah. absolutely People forget is. that. Yeah. They forget it. And I'll tell you another thing that they forget all the time. And that is if somebody gives you money uh, and your entire reason that you wanted to start your business was because you wanted to control your own world. Uh, guess what? You just gave that up <laughs> completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it yeah. Com- that money comes with strings. It comes with strings attached in many different ways, and that can be even early on when you take money from from family. If, if say you're, you know, uh, you have an uncle who wants to help you out um, and and is willing to um, give you some cash to start a business, you know that 
you're probably going to see that, Uncle, at family dinners and things like that. So it's, it's, it, you're going to have to you're going to have to answer uh, to, to those relatives who are helping you out. And then, yeah, of course, if you're if you're the type of business that can can raise money, uh, you know, through equity financing through investors, those investors are are going to want to make make sure that they get something back in return. So they are going to be, you know, possibly watching your every move, you know, yep. uh, possibly, possibly they're going to start want, they're going to start wanting to call the shops themselves to ensure that they will, you know, have a way to exit and to make a profit. And that, you know, that might get you away from why you wanted to start that business in the first place. It, it surely could. And uh, I, I couldn't help but uh, kind of get a kick out of your example of an uncle. I was thinking, uh, <laughs> hey, if you have Uncle Vito, uh, it's not time to go meet at, at lunch or at your family dinner and tell him, oh, well, you know, you're going to get your business going next week. You had to finish a retreat in Hawaii first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what uh, Sharing your vacation photos on Facebook <laughs> may not work too well, and uh, right, so I exactly. totally get it. You know, uh, Colleen, uh, I, I love the fact that in this book, it, it really helps people understand uh, what you've got to do as the basics uh, in order to to build your business, and uh, in particular for our audience, I, I want I want people to understand that. Uh, if you're going to start a business or run a business, uh, you really have to have developed some really key leadership characteristics in order to be successful. Uh, and right. you've mentioned a few. I'm just going to mention them, and then I want some comments from you, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Colleen says that in her book that you've got to have these five traits. You've got to have. You've got to be decisive. You've got to communicate effectively. You got to behave generously, learn self-awareness, and exude charisma. And I love the fact that you started off with be decisive. Why don't you share with mm -hmm. the listeners why is that so important? Mm. Yeah, you know, um, I have interviewed probably hundreds of entrepreneurs at this point in my career, and I was—I remember interviewing. Um, a few entrepreneurs who had businesses in New Orleans, and um, I interviewed them. Um, it was, I think, for the year. It was a year anniversary after Hurricane Katrina hit, and what I was struck by is that all three who had had businesses. Um, all three of the ones I spoke to that uh, that had businesses in New Orleans who were really severely impacted by Hurricane Katrina, they were all thriving. And the reason they were able to is that they were able to make incredible decisions, um, incredibly big decisions, really, very quickly, even as the storm was still raging. Um, one of the entrepreneurs I talked to, I remember he had, um, he had uh, evacuated with his family and he was in a hotel and he was watching um, on the news and he, he saw that the, the levees had broken and, the, and the, the flooding coming into the city and he realized that he was going to have to pick up and move in order for his business to, 
to continue. And I, I, I think he had like a leadership training company or something like that. And so he decided right then and there that he would relocate to, I think he relocated to San Antonio. And to me, that was just so remarkable and, and really, uh, you know, a, a, a really um, uh, not, a, not a situation that is going to happen to anyone, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, hopefully not. Hopefully no one will be dealing on a daily basis with a horrible hurricane like that. But exactly. I was just I was just so struck at how in that moment he just knew that in order to continue being in business he would have to uproot the business, his family, and move to another city. And I and, and he did and he was able to within a few weeks have get everything back running and, and he's been uh, running his business out of San Antonio. And I have noticed that with many entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over the years that they're just very decisive that if something needs to happen, they don't waste time thinking about, oh, should I do this, should I do that? Um, you know, they just are able to make, to be good decision makers. Um, and so, and I have a few tips in my book about how to be a, a, a good decision maker um, if, it's, if it's not something you are uh, maybe naturally gifted at. And, and one of the reasons, by the way, I point out all of these traits is, is so that if something, if you don't already have it, you can bone up on. Because I think all of these things uh, are, are teachable, are learnable, uh, you know, these don't have to be things, traits that you're necessarily born with. I think you can learn how to do all of these things. Oh, absolutely. And uh, just so you know, Colleen, all of our listeners know that I'm passionate about that because that's what I I teach people that everybody can learn. Uh, It's just a matter of putting in the effort. And uh, it's a lot better to practice and learn what you need to master before you get off into that swamp of your own business than it is uh, wait until you're already drowning and then say, oh, my God, I got to be a better decision maker. Uh, yeah you know it's one of the best ways yeah one of the best ways too to to learn these uh uh, skills and traits is to listen to podcasts like this i I really feel that way um there's so much information and resources available uh, more so than ever and it's all at our fingertips or on our phones you know it's uh we can be commuting and listening to podcasts like this and learning along the way so it, it really you know, you don't have to, you don't, it's great if you get an MBA, but you don't have to get an MBA. You know, you don't have to kind of do the things that maybe in years past you had to, to be an effective business leader. There's plenty of resources right there at, at your fingertips. Absolutely there are. And uh, we, we actually point that out all the time here. And mm-hmm. uh, we even make it available ourselves. And, and in my own core leadership training course, the very first module is on decision making. So I, I get it. Uh, it happens all the time. People struggle <laughs> yeah. with this. Uh, Colleen, I know that uh, people are going to want to know much more about your work. And uh, before we go any further, why don't you share with our listeners what, uh, how they can connect with you, uh, share your website. Of course, we'll put a link to the book. But uh, how would you recommend they connect with you? Oh, great. Well, if they're interested in the book, that is available on Amazon.com. Um, that's probably the easiest place to find it, and it's called Start a Successful Business. Um, uh, it, 
might actually be called Inc. Magazine Start a Successful Business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, they've got it both yeah. ways. You can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And then uh, Inc. is at Inc.com, of course. And then there's my uh, personal site, too, which is ColleenDeBase.com. Um, and you can find a link to the book there. Awesome. And uh, for those of you that are exercising right now, don't hurt yourself. Uh, the links <laughs> are in the post, uh, as always, and we'll make it easy for you to get your copy of the book and to connect with Colleen. Uh, when just, uh, you know, as we're kind of coming toward the end of our time together here, but I, okay. I really am interested in uh, uh, a couple of action items. You, uh, one thing that we always recommend here at Manager Mojo is that you need to have an action item or two to get started. So what would be your top two action items that you recommend that uh, for people that are starting their own business, what would be those first two things that they should do? An action item, huh? Uh... Well, one is what I was saying before, you know, if, if you are trying to figure out what your great idea is, um, you know, look around at, at, at the things that you think are missing. You know, what, what is that personal pain point you have? What is that personal frustration you have? And, you know, what product or service is missing that could help make your life easier? Because if this is something that uh, you want, then there's probably other people who want this too and, and, you know, they're called your customers. So that definitely is one of the first things I'd say. Absolutely. The other is, yeah. And the other is that um, in, in my book, we, we look quite a bit at sort of the old school approach to starting a business, which is to write a traditional business plan. Um, and there's nothing wrong with writing a business plan, but we also look at some of the more modern approaches, which is, um, uh, the, the, what we look at in particular is the lean startup method, which has become kind of it was popularized a few years back, um, mainly in Silicon Valley. And um, this is the idea that you you should just rather than spend months and months, you know, developing your idea and thinking about it and analyzing it and doing a you know a market analysis and competitive analysis. Just get started, you know, put out sort of like the, 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 the minimum, it's called a minimum viable product, actually, sort of the minimum product that you need to, to get your idea out there on the market and then see how people respond to it, you know, see what customers think about it and, you know, get feedback and, and do all this with the idea that you can make tweaks, that you can uh, evolve it and that, you know, you're testing this all out before you, you know, commit an enormous amount of, of resources, time, and money into it. So, so I, I think those would be sort of the best pieces of advice I have is look for that personal pain point or frustration that you have because others are probably experiencing it as well. And then come up with a bare bones uh, product or service that can, um, that can help minimize that pain and then get it out there on the market and see if there are people who will buy it and then start to further develop it from there. I think those are outstanding action items, Colleen. And uh, as a matter of fact, if, uh, (laughs) I mean, my, my 
continued statement is if somebody's not willing to give you some of their hard-earned money for what you're offering, you're wasting your time. Yeah, and I, I agree. I it, agree. It's totally better to know that early on than to learn yeah. it after you have blown all of your savings. Oh, completely. And, I, you know, and I think technology can really be our friend here because there are so many um, things that we can do online now, um, business concepts and things like that, that we can we can test the waters and see if there are people who will pay for these things. You know, before having to, like, uh, you know, build a storefront or, you know, in, invest in a property or invest in a big machine. You know, there are a lot of things that we can test out online before um, we put too much, too much time and resources into it. Great, great comment. And I, I certainly appreciate that. And uh, Colleen, I want to thank you for your wisdom and your time today. Uh, our guest has been Colleen DeBase. She's the author of Start a Successful Business, Expert Advice to Take Your Startup from Idea to Empire. And I know you'll enjoy it. It will help uh, those of you that are stuck in that area. Of what do I do next? She makes it really easy in her book, and I highly recommend it. Uh, so get it for your library and, and get busy. So, Colleen, uh, thank you for your time today, and I hope you enjoy your husband and those uh, twin daughters and <laughs> continue to enjoy that cold weather, all right? <laughs> well, my pleasure. I appreciate all the kind words, and I've really enjoyed talking with you. Awesome. Our pleasure. Hope you enjoyed uh, today's conversation with Colleen, and I just want to remind you that if you're a manager uh, that is leading other managers, a leader of leaders is like I like to say it, and your team's struggling, you want to know how to fix it, don't forget, email me, steve at managermojo.com. Let's have a conversation and let me help you. Thanks and look forward to talking to you again.